It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We welcome you into another episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is a crossover Wednesday. I'm Chris Russell, host of Locked On Redskins. We're going to have Matt Derry, host of Locked On Lions. As the Lions come to FedEx Field this Sunday at 1 o'clock, no Matt Stafford, the Lions struggling on defense. Will the Redskins be able to take advantage? Who will we pick in this scintillating showdown this Sunday. Let's get the party started. Matt and I catching up and talking a little Detroit Lions, Redskins struggles and woes from a foundation standpoint. Right, here we go, everybody. Locked on Lions, locked on Redskins crossover Wednesday. Uh, should be a dandy on Sunday. Three win Detroit, one win Washington. Matt Derry, host of Locked on Lions. Chris Russell in D.C., host of Locked on Redskins. Chris, uh, always fun to uh, catch up with you, man. How are you? Absolutely, Matt. I mean, we, you know, like, what, what do they say? You can, you, you can dress up a pig any way you want, but uh, it still oinks and it still stinks. Well, that's what we're dealing with on Sunday at FedEx Field, a place that absolutely stinks and uh, doesn't have much charm and uh, will probably be littered with plenty of Lions fans. So in some way... It'll feel kind of like home, sweet home for the Detroit Lions. You know, you know, Chris, with the Lions right now, it's been disappointing. I, I don't, I'm not sure expectations were very high, but three, six, and one is unacceptable, especially in year four of Bob Quinn in DC. I mean, people thought the Redskins were going to be were going to be bad, but is this rock bottom or no? Well, so that's the the theme, Matt. You know. Uh, since Sunday losing 34-17, and it was 34-3 with 10 minutes left to go in the game. So don't let the final score say, well, it wasn't that bad. No, it was bad. It was awful. It was horrendous. Uh, and it's been horrendous all year, and it's been trending generally in this direction. And much like the Lions, they have had no playoff success. The Redskins have really been mediocre to bad, and when they're bad, they are turmoil-filled and circus-like and every adjective and description you can possibly use. And it's been this way for 25-plus years. And I know it's probably been you know, as frustrating for Lions fans, and I'm sure it's, uh, you talk about that on a regular basis and you'll share some of that. Uh, but is it rock bottom? I don't think it's rock bottom because I think they can only get worse from a crowd perspective, from a fan disinterest perspective, if they keep Bruce Allen who has run and destroyed the franchise over the last 10 years at the behest of the owner, Daniel Snyder. So I think it can get worse. The scary part is, Matt, I think Bruce Allen, the president, general manager, and Dan Snyder, the owner, think this season is an anomaly, not a disaster, not rock bottom. I think they think it's one of those things that just happens in professional sports from time to time and bad luck as opposed to bad planning bad management, and bad organizational skills. 
It's crazy to think, uh, you know, the once proud franchise, the Joe Gibbs era, the Hogs, and everything else. And, of course, the Lions ran into the Redskins in the NFC title game many years ago when Washington went on to the Super Bowl. But, you know, here in Detroit, Chris, uh, it's kind of more of the same. Disappointment, like we talked about, 3-6-1. and one. Uh, This was supposed to be a pivotal year for Bob Quinn, uh, general manager, in year four. And they were supposed to see progress after a disappointing 6-10 and 10 last year. If you recall, when they fired Jim Caldwell a couple of years ago, Quinn got on the podium, and he rarely talks, and he said, look, 9-7 and seven is, is, is not good enough. We can be better. I think we have a better roster than that. Jim did a great job, took us to the playoffs twice in four years, but we can do better. And Matt Patricia came in last year, cracked the whip. Guys didn't have a good training camp. They didn't like him at first. 6-10. and 10. Now at 3-6-1, and one, and Matthew Stafford out indefinitely here with this uh, broken back. Um, it's another lost season, at least it appears. And, and I've been saying it over the last couple of days. You know, if the Lions go into Washington and lose to this sad sack Redskins team, you want to talk about a panic button, and maybe all bets are off on what owner Martha Firestone Ford will do. I still think she'll keep Quinn and Patricia for one more year, but let's say they go in and get embarrassed by Dwayne Haskins and that red and white outfit uh, in, in D.C., then, then that maybe would make a change, uh, maybe. But I just don't see the Lions losing this game this week. I just don't, even with Jeff Driscoll likely a quarterback. Yeah, and that's the scary thing, I guess, for Redskins fans. The one that's the ones that still care is, you know, they do realize that it's not Matt Stafford, and you can justify that in your mind. I guess, like, you, you know, they. I guess they didn't justify a Sam Darnold playing as well as he did, um, you know, on Sunday at least pregame, and even to some degree after the game, you know, quite like they would have. Oh, you know, it's Matt Stafford. Okay. Um, but now that you have Jeff Driscoll, now that you have a three, you know, three and six and one Lions team, who correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I watched a bunch of Lions games early in the year. They were playing their butts off and they were fighting like heck. Yeah, they still now, are. They still are. So, so, so you're saying, so you're saying that even though, despite the record and the kind of gloom and doom amongst the fan base after failed expectations, they they have that. That, that spunk, that spark, that easily, easily could lead to a one-sided win, even though they are shortchanged, if you will, in the talent department at the quarterback. Well, I'm not, I'm not ready to go that far, but I will say this. They are trying. They play every game hard. Uh, you mentioned before some very uh, uh, punishing defeats uh, in terms of crushing for the fans. The Chiefs' home game uh, back in Week 3 or Week 4 when they only lost by 4 and they held Mahomes out of the end zone. Uh, then the Packers lost that everybody saw in Monday Night Football, which was a, a complete steal job by the officials, and and it was taken from them. But regardless, since then, you know they've dropped six to seven. Their defense cannot stop anybody, and that's what what I'm kind of looking forward to this Sunday. Is all right. Here's Dwayne Haskins, fresh off his you know video uh, with the offensive lineman on the sidelines, which I know you'll tell me about here in a second and what that what that really was, but. You know, the, the, the Lions' defense hasn't been able to stop anybody, and that included Mitch Trubisky two weeks ago. Can this Redskins offense wake up against this 31st-ranked Lions defense, or, or is that not even going to happen? You know, you know it, it, and it's, it's weird because, I mean, I, obviously I knew the Lions had given up a lot of points and a lot of yards, but, I mean, you think, well, Patricia, they've added to the defense. They're going to be better. Uh, and, and it kind of unraveled even in week one when they had, you know, a pretty sizable lead and let Arizona and Kyler Murray come back. Yeah, I 
do think the Redskins can move the football now that they have Darius Geis back. Terry McLaurin and Dwayne Haskins, who started Ohio State, or at least Haskins did. McLaurin was more of a role player, uh, but he started so far in his rookie year, maybe because the Redskins don't have anybody. Uh, they hooked up one time uh, uh, and should have hooked up twice and should have had about 125 yards combined receiving, if not for a Brandon Sheriff hold that wiped it out. That really didn't have that, that much to do with the particular play, in my opinion. Um, but the bottom line is, is the Redskins are still challenged from a lack of weapons standpoint. We don't know if Chris Thompson is going to be there. We don't know if Vernon Davis is going to be there. They both missed four and then six games respectively. No Jordan Reed. The offensive line is spotty, especially from the center to the right tackle. But they do have now, finally, some guys that can hurt you. Again, Haskins, as we mentioned, now two starts in a row. He hasn't played good. He hasn't played what I would say, Matt, is awful, but he hasn't played good. But you know he's got the raw talent and potential if they could block it up. And that's what led to that situation that you were referring to. He's basically imploring his offensive line as he's getting sacked six times before the third quarter was even out on Sunday and three times by Jamal Adams, a safety against an aggressive blitz-heavy scheme of the Jets to Greg Williams. He's like, hey, what can I do? And this has been the problem for Redskins over the last two years, specifically since Kirk Cousins left, um, is that they've been sacked way too often. Too many penalties derail the passing game. And it puts them in down and distance situations that they just can't recover. And it really kind of ruins the momentum of the offense because it doesn't seem like they want to get the ball quickly out of the hands of the quarterback. They don't want to run a lot of wide receiver smokes or a lot of little tight end screens or slant routes or little drag routes or the, the, the pick and rub routes that you see the Patriots run all the time. They don't want to do that. They want to go intermediate and high, and that leads to other problems. So that's where the inconsistency of the offense comes from. Matt Derry, Locked On Lions, Chris Russell, the voice you're listening to here on Locked On Redskins, the Wednesday crossover. will Get into what the Lions offense looks like now with Jeff Driscoll at the helm, and you'd figure that's going to be the, the, the guy again this week. And we'll talk about the Redskins' defense when we come back on the Wednesday crossover. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell, Locked on Redskins. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Not to go to work, not to go to the store because you forgot something, but ready to go to the bedroom. That's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, fellas. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity comes about. If you could benefit from a little extra function, fellas, and more confidence where it matters, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit BlueChew.com, you get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code locked on. Just pay $5 shipping again. That's B L U E chew.com. Promo code locked on to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Get it now, guys. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Matt and Chris with you, Locked On Lions, Locked On Redskins, uh, Wednesday crossover edition. Chris was talking uh, before we broke there earlier about uh, the Haskins situation and everything else. Chris, I'll say this about the Lions defense. It's crazy to think about it because you're talking about all this blitzing that the Jets did last week. First of all, the Lions do no blitzing. They rush three, they drop eight, and I think I just wonder if this is the week that they finally change some things up and try try to scheme it differently because it's just been a disaster. This past Sunday, Dak Prescott blew up for 444 total, uh, 444 yards passing, had all day to throw. And you look at the roster and you say, wait a minute, Snacks Harrison's going to be making $12 million next year. He's a big-time run stopper and occasionally can get to the quarterback. Trey Flowers is a pretty good football player, $18 million a year. Devon Kennard was a big-time free agent signing. Deshaun Hand is supposedly pretty good. Sean Robinson, Romeo Oquara. You look up and down and you go, Mike Daniels is on the team. He's a former Pro Bowler, and you say, Wait a minute, how is this team not getting to the quarterback? They just don't pressure, and they send three a lot. And that's what I wonder this weekend is, you know, and the Lions kind of did this a couple of weeks ago with Daniel Jones, although he had a good day, is they blitzed a little. I wonder if they change the scheme up a little bit and and, and do that because uh, they just can't get to the quarterback. And it sounds like, to me, you're telling me the Redskins can't block up front. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you bring all that up. And, I, I, you know, from what I've seen, I, I think that's a very astute, you know, observation and analysis. And, you know, usually, like, defensive-minded coaches, right, we always think they're going to be aggressive. And some are, again, i.e. a Greg Williams. But when they become a head coach, they're trying to mask weaknesses, right? What you want to do against young quarterbacks, yes, you want to blitz them. Yes, you want to pressure them. Yes, you want to disguise your looks. But a lot of times you want to play zone. You want to drop and flood the areas on the second and third level with extra uh, with, with extra personnel so that they can't get man coverage. Uh, zone is much harder for them to process and disseminate. So maybe that's kind of the thought process there, especially against you know really good offenses, is try and take your chances that way. Well, against Dwayne Haskins, I would certainly say, okay, you're going to see your rush three, drop eight looks, or your standard rush four, drop seven looks. But I agree with you. I think they have to attack the Redskins' the offensive line, especially right tackle Morgan Moses, right guard Brandon Sheriff, who's having a really, really tough time this year with penalties and uh, in just in general center, Chase Roulier. Ironically enough, everybody was scared to death of the Redskins on the left side uh, after they you know, played this game of chicken with Trent Williams, and the left side hasn't been that big of a problem between you know, veteran Donald Penn and Eric Flowers, a converted tackle uh, in the guard. So, Matt, you know, I, I would say this for, for, the, uh, for the Patriots. You know, for the Lions, I would expect definitely a little bit of a mix-up because you know that's kind of the Belichick philosophy that Matt Patricia is going to have. Uh, same game plan does not travel week to week. But I would also say this, if they're going to attack, they're better off probably attacking the right side of the Redskins offensive line, the left side of the Lions defense. All right, so the Lions are having issues offensively, too, with the running game. Look, the offense hasn't been that big of an issue. 
Uh, it's been pretty good, actually, with Stafford, who, you know, at the start of the year, uh, uh, Chris, it, it was, okay, the Lions are going to change. Daryl Bevel's coming in. They're going to be a run first team. They're going to be a run second team. And, oh, by the way, then Stafford will do his thing. Matthew Stafford's had a tremendous season. Now, since this broken back issue, Jeff Tri- Driscoll came in, and it's been kind of weird. They they went through so many backup quarterbacks during training camp and in the offseason and finally settled on Driscoll, and he hasn't been bad. Uh, play action, he can move a little bit. I wonder how the Redskins uh, handle some moving quarterbacks and, and the Lions. There were opportunities this past Sunday for Driscoll to run against Dallas, and he didn't do it. But obviously this is a, 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 an inferior defense when you're talking about the skins, right? Yeah, they have a good, strong defensive line. Matt Ioannidis, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, although Deron Payne, and this might be a break for the Lions, he was in a walking boot yesterday, and Bill Callahan, interim coach, did not have an update, so I, I wouldn't expect them to practice much, uh, if at all, this week, and it's possible uh, that he won't play. Uh, and they are thin there because their top rotational backup, Tim Settle, on the defensive line, he missed last week, so he, again, might not practice uh, this week. So that might chip away at their one and only strength on their defense. You mentioned the mobility that Driscoll has, the opportunities that he passes up. I can tell you this, man. One thing that the Redskins have always struggled with is closing the door, is sealing the deal against mobile quarterbacks, whether it be on bootlegs, whether it be on scrambles, whether it be flushing and, and, and just dancing around and, and extending plays. And it's, you know, a lot of times your coverage breaks down because of the length that you're asking defensive backs uh, to cover. Sometimes, you know, you'll get a big penalty, either a defensive hold or certainly a pass interference, that type of thing. They don't seem to handle those mobile quarterbacks that can, again, extend the play, and they'll get the pressure on them, they'll get the heat on them, they'll flush them out, but they don't close the door. And I wonder, with a secondary, quite honestly, that's got major questions outside of a guy like Quentin Dunbar, who's clearly their best corner, and Landon Collins, who's been very solid in his first year, they have no free safety, no definitive answer at free safety. Josh Norman stinks. Fabian Moreau stinks, and everyone else is either young, inexperienced, or stinks. So there's going to be some opportunities here for the Lions, uh, especially, you know, I mean, they, they drafted what? Hawkinson in the, in, in the first round, right? What was it, number eight, number nine? Yeah, number eight. Yeah, I mean, the, the Redskins gave up uh, to Ryan Griffin. Have you ever heard of Ryan Griffin? You probably have if you're in a fantasy football and you needed, like, you know, a 14th string tight end. He gave up 100 <laughs> yards in the first half to Ryan Griffin. He was running wide open. So that's going to be the Lions' successful formula, I think, on Sunday. I remember Ryan Griffin, the, the quarterback in Tampa years ago. But uh, I will say, I will say this: uh, you mentioned T.J. Hawkinson, and that's a nice segue. You know, you, you, you take a tight end eighth, and there were many Lions fans, and and, and certainly me. I, I, mean, I want him to do well. They questioned the pick at the time because, yes, they did need a tight end. Their tight end situation in 2018 was a tire fire. And now this year you look up and you say, all right, we draft Hawkinson at eight. You give Jesse James $5 million a year for five years as a free agent. And you pick up Logan Thomas from the Bills. You figure the tight end spot would be something that would be utilized. And it really hasn't been. Hawkinson had a terrific first game, set all sorts of rookie records with the six catches and over 130 yards and some touchdowns. He was awesome. Since week one, he really hasn't done much at all. So to hear that the Redskins struggle against the tight end and maybe Hawkinson can have a good day is a positive. Lions basically now are going with Jeff Driscoll, a quarterback, 
Bo Scarborough at running back, a guy that they picked up off the street a couple of weeks ago, and all of a sudden he started this past Sunday because Ty Johnson was hurt. Remember, Carrion Johnson likely out for the year. But their strength has been their wide receivers. Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay are touchdown machines. Uh, you know, I know I'm a Ryan Kerrigan fan. I know he had a couple of sacks this past week. That's a concern for me if Kerrigan's lined up against right tackle Tyrell Crosby if Rick Wagner's not back from a concussion. And Taylor Decker had a, had a pretty very uh, uh, average to below average game this past Sunday at left tackle. It's crazy. The Lions, their, their pass protection's fine. The run game just never seems to get going. It's not a great run-blocking um, uh, offensive line. So, again, I, I think like you said, Driscoll on the move a little bit, and if he can hit the tight end, I think the Lions should score some points. The, the issue isn't that. The issue is the defense just doesn't stop anybody. Again, I think Haskins and McLaurin specifically will be able to make a play or two. They have that kind of raw natural talent, if and especially if they're not under siege like they were a lot of uh, on Sunday, which we already talked about whether Patricia's going to blitz more and pressure more, and I would think, again, he does. The other real quick thing that I, I would say that I would worry about from a Lions perspective perspective is Darius Geis, especially as a receiver. Now, I mean, it's easy to say that because he took one to the house from 45 yards uh, out in in only his second NFL game in, uh, you know, his two-year career because he's been on IR so much um, through the early part of his career. He took one to the house on a screen in which Haskins, again, was double blitzed and and just under massive pressure. That's one thing I worry about if I'm the Lions, is if you get pressure and if you get too far up the field and lose kind of, you know, gap control or lane control and Darius guys can either be a check down or an outlet, somebody like that, and especially it gets magnified if Chris Thompson finally returns. And I don't know if he will. I doubt it based on how he sounded yesterday. But that could be areas of concern for this Lions defense in addition to, like I mentioned, Terry McLaurin. You don't have to worry about anybody else because there's nobody else that really can hurt him. I mean, Kelvin Harmon, a rookie out of NC State, sixth-round pick, you know, he'll come up with a big third-down catch per game, and that's about it. Paul Richardson missed last week. He's always injured, and he hasn't been anything close to what the Redskins were hoping he would be when he signed a big free agent deal. Uh, from Seattle. So, uh, again, the Redskins have the potential to expose this Lions defense. The question is, will they be able to put it together and avoid those those sacks that are always a problem? And more, just as much as the sacks, the penalties always seem to kill this team and derail drives. Lions are in every game. They're playing a really bad team. I'll pick them to win. I, I think Detroit can go in there and obviously get it done. I don't think it's going to be pretty by any stretch of the imagination. Like I said, they've been in every game, including this past Sunday. Do you see a way, Chris, where the Redskins finally get a home win, you know, 0-5 at home, or is this thing just going to go off the rails some more? Uh, I, I can't pick again. I, I can't pick this team, man. I, you know, I, just, I, I just can't do it. I mean, <laughs> I believed in them at times, not like I, I believe in them every week by any means. I picked the Jets to win straight up on Sunday, so obviously my belief is you know, limited. Uh, I just I, I can't believe that even with Jeff Driscoll at quarterback, even with a, an atrocious statistical Lions defense, that Matt Patricia is not going to come up with some sort of way uh, to kind of 
you know, confuse this offensive line of Dwayne Haskins, and especially if Damon Harrison snacks Harrison, uh, who's had some big games against the Redskins before, especially if he can take away their run uh, of Adrian Peterson and Geis and make them one-dimensional. I think even the Lions defense can come up with enough stops and turnovers against this Redskins team. And the Redskins defense didn't even bother to show up last week, so I have no faith that they're going to all of a sudden rally to the cause. So I'll take the Lions on the road, um, you know, and, 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 and figure that the Redskins are, are going to, again, stay winless uh, at their home stadium since mid-last October. And I'm not talking about last month. I'm talking about over a year ago was their last home win. Unbelievable. All right, Chris, uh, a lot of fun as always. Thanks, man. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you. Great job. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell here, Locked On Redskins. Attention past, present, and future my bookie players. It's almost Thanksgiving time, and during Thanksgiving week, my bookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears and Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congratulations. You've got some extra holiday spending money, especially with Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. My bookie will give all of your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk. It's not turkey. It's all gravy. Doesn't matter whether you're experienced first time, my bookie welcomes you all in and to celebrate Thanksgiving. Just log on to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with the promo code Locked On, and mybookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for Thanksgiving only. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply cannot lose. Mybookie.ag. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, and that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast for this crossover Wednesday. My thanks to Matt from Locked on Lions. Make sure you go check him out. He does a great job uh, if you're into the Detroit Lions and if you want to get more looks at who the Redskins will match up against this week. Listen, we know that these games don't take on quite the level of significance and meaning that they normally do. Certainly being that we're not even in the month of December, it's going to be a long stretch. It's going to be a long next month plus uh, until we find out what kind of changes the Redskins are making. We know they're going to make changes. We don't know who exactly they're going to change to. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for listening. Crossover Wednesday. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.